Greetings and welcome to the Transform Podcast. This is your host, Christopher Anastasio. This is episode 26 of the podcast, and today is Tuesday, January 11th, 2022. And uh, welcome back, guys. Uh, You probably can hear it in my voice, but uh, since uh, about mid-last week, it came down positive with COVID-19, so you can kind of hear the congestion uh, in my voice, and I apologize for that, but uh, we don't stop for anything here at Pransform, so we're going to keep pushing ahead with recording episodes uh, and staying on schedule with that. So definitely really appreciate you guys. getting the chance to uh, check in with us and uh, listen to this next episode. So with that out of the way, guys, this episode actually doesn't have one single topic that I want to talk about. It's more of a roundup of of a few different items uh, that I wanted to kind of just highlight for you guys. Uh, There's three in particular, uh, and we'll just kind of round robin them. Uh, and then, and then you know, maybe spin them off into into episodes in the future. But this is this is more of an overview type summary episode, kind of catch you guys up on a couple things uh, that that may be of interest to you, maybe uh, something that affects your business, or you could incorporate into your uh, digital marketing strategies and so forth. Um, so, item number one actually is a leftover kind of cleanup item from the episode that we published. Uh, at the end of last week, uh, when I was talking about testimonial tactics uh, in episode 25, uh, so actually during that episode, <coughs> excuse me, I was I was mentioning various ways that you guys can use testimonials and can employ sort of generic tactics, no matter no matter what approach you end up taking, uh, to sort of organically generate and post believable, authentic testimonials. Now. At one point during that episode, I said to you guys that while the episode wasn't focused on software or specific tools, that I was going to mention a tool that I was familiar with, that I'd done some research into, but then I failed to mention it. <laughs> so, so what I wanted to do is start this podcast with one of the three items was to kind of clean that, uh, that omission up. And the tool that I was referring to, guys, is a, is a software uh, platform called Boast. B-O-A-S-T, and Boast, it's really, to be totally frank with you guys, it's the only testimonial uh, software tool that, that I've ever looked at, and I can't say I've used it directly. I've simply researched its capability uh, so that, you know, I'd be sort of in a position to recommend it if it was relevant uh, to a client, uh, and so I'm, I'm, I'm reasonably familiar with its, with its um, parameters and its capabilities. And so basically, you know, in the episode 25 I was talking about, the most important thing was to capture, you know, testimonials that had a raw, sort of believable, authentic feeling uh, and texture to them and, you know, you know, help, help your, um, your, your uh, client or your, your testimonial person uh, help them along in their testimonial by giving them sort of some some questions to follow and some and some you know parameters to stay within so that they kind of give you a nicely flowing logical testimonial and they're more willing to do it because you're helping you're helping them accomplish the testimonial by by saying hey can you just answer these three or four questions and boom you've you've essentially created a testimonial for me so that was really the crux of episode 25 and the whole idea behind how do you get good testimonials. But the reason I'm bringing up Boast is because 
Boast automates a lot of what I was talking about. So Boast actually, uh, and it's been a little while since I dug deeply into it, but but to my recollection, what you would do with that program is you would you know you would connect to uh, the person you wanted a testimonial from um, and solicit the testimonial, and as that person went to make the testimonial, they would sort of be led through the process I described. Uh, in the last episode, but in an automated fashion. So they would literally be sort of, you know, filling out or, or um, you know, being prompted for certain inputs that then create the testimonial. And if I recall correctly, you can actually do, you can actually have them um, textually provide that information and or uh, provide it in video format as well. So they're kind of, you know, it's sort of like a step-by-step system that guides the person through the testimonial, and by the time they're all done, it spits out this result that you're that you're looking for, and and essentially the one I described last episode. So it's it's just I, I think it's a way to accomplish a few different things. You know, it automates the process we talked about. It renders it in a very visually appealing uh, fashion. Um, it, it it then you know plugs into let's say your website, and it sort of renders all the testimonials on the website in a very clean, you know, very visually appealing kind of fashion. So it's really, it's just got a lot of advantage to it in terms of simplifying things for you and simplifying things for the person you're approaching for the testimonial. So that that's really the essence of it. And I didn't, like I said, I don't want to get too much into it because I don't want to endorse the product per se. It's really the only one that I've ever looked at that 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 does these things. I'm sure there are others out there. I would simply encourage you if you say, okay, Chris, you know, I, I believe in testimonials and I want testimonials and I like the approach you described, but I definitely want to do it through a piece of software and I want it to be as automated as it can be and I want it to look as pretty as it can be uh, in terms of the packaging, not necessarily talking about the testimonial itself because we want that to be, you know, genuinely raw and authentic. But, but in an overarching sense, if you want your testimonials to be sort of presented in the nicest possible way, then, then some of these software tools out there, like Boast, I'm sure, are going to help you accomplish that. So it's just something to look at and to consider uh, as you guys professionalize the way that you um, gather and record and render testimonials. Okay? So again, check that out if you get a chance, guys. Boast, B-O-A-S-T. Again, no endorsement from Transform or myself. I mean, no affiliation. It's just the one that, that I personally have looked at before. And you can, you know, I, I mean, it's probably best to start with some generic search, like, you know, testimonial capturing software or, you know, something like that. And I'm sure Boast will probably be one of the things that comes up there. Okay, so that was item one, guys. Just kind of want to close that out with you. Uh, the second thing I wanted to do as we sort of round up uh, current events or news in the social media digital marketing world uh, was an interesting article I came across on uh, Facebook and their new quote unquote privacy center. Um, so you say, oh, okay, Chris, yeah, wh- wh- why are you bringing that up? Why is that important? Um, well, you know, it may or may not be important to you. Let me be frank about that. So, way back, one of the very early episodes we did here on the podcast was about the role Facebook can play in your business. And the fact that for many businesses, again, not to prescribe anything to you, but for many businesses, Facebook is actually going to be your anchor social media platform. 
Um, you know, maybe LinkedIn is also right up there with it. But when we look at like the major platform that sort of everything sort of comes off of from a hub, hub and spoke perspective, uh, Facebook is likely to at least be the candidate for doing that for your business because it's simply got so many users on it. It's so many active users engaging on that platform. It's been around the longest and, you know, when you start to compare it to the other ones. Um, and it just has so many different things you can accomplish with it. Um, and it's, it's just, it's surviving challenge after challenge as the years have gone by. It's just enough to presume that it's going to retain some degree of relevance you know, in perpetuity. Okay. Which is probably a little bit of a dangerous statement, but it just, it's, it's, it's sort of lasted this long, I guess is kind of what I'm saying with that. Okay. So, you know, it, I, what I would do first guys, if you have a chance is go check out that earlier episode. I forget which one it was. It was probably the first handful or so. Um, and listen to that and listen, you know, hey, should I be using Facebook for my business if I'm not already doing so? You know, what are some of the advantages to using it? What are some of the tools on there I can take advantage of? It's, it's extremely robust in terms of being able to post content, run ads, connect with uh, people through the messenger platform, um, you, you know, use, use the stories uh, aspect that's on there. There's just so much you can do with it. So the reason that I'm talking about this, this um, news about the privacy center is simply because if you're following news in general, even if you're not that into social media and digital marketing news, you know Facebook has been in the news because of a lot of the stuff that's been happening with Instagram and its algorithm and, you know, sort of warping young people's minds and things of that nature. I mean, definitely not not looking to make this podcast or this episode a commentary on that, but we have to be aware of it. We have to understand when we employ these platforms, when we use these tools for our business, that you know there are there are company behind there's a company behind that platform and that company hopefully is making good decisions and is acting you know as morally and ethically as we would hope it it would or it becomes vulnerable it can become vulnerable to various uh um issues whether they be government oriented you know kind of coming after them whether it be the user leaving the platform and being sort of disgusted with it uh whatever the case might be we have to kind of understand that you know, when we rely on a platform, we are relying on that platform to stay, you know, available to us. <laughs> or you know, it can it can kind of you know the rug can get pulled out from under us, and all of a sudden, everything we've done on that platform or accomplished kind of goes away. Hence, why we encourage you guys to be in sort of an omni-channel kind of mindset. Um, but within that omni-channel mindset, that you look for opportunities to master particular platforms that are, let's say, most appropriate to what your business does. So, so because of all that, because of the importance of all that, yes, in some way we have to keep our finger on the pulse for news as far as how are these platforms thriving or not thriving? Or are they under threat? Or are they not under threat? We just need to understand that. It's kind of like the cost of doing business with these kinds of tools and in this marketing sort of sphere that we're involved in. So the significance of this to me, and this is my personal opinion, is that as, and I, I call it Facebook, it's really Meta is now the company name, as it's you know, trying to provide more transparency into how it uses data and how it affects people's privacy, the fact that it is making tools like this privacy center more available and more accessible um, is, is, is kind of a big deal, I think, in terms of retaining users on the platform, keeping people interested and engaged and not looking for reasons to leave and say, hey, you know, I'm done with Meta, I'm done with Facebook, 
you know, too much bad press, too many bad things going on with my data, etc., etc. And so basically there's five elements that Meta has included uh, for Facebook desktop users um, that you can sort of control to some degree. Okay, so I'm just going to kind of tick those off real quick, guys. Uh, you know, almost quoting here from, from this article, but uh, which, by the way, appeared in Social Media Today. I think I've referenced Social Media Today before. It's a great, great resource. Uh, I, I use it heavily. I rely on it very heavily uh, just to stay abreast of what's going on in the industry. Uh, if you guys are, are up for doing this stuff on your own, you're not really looking for help from, from the outside, this is one of the resources I would point you towards to keep your fluency and keep yourself kind of engaged in what's going on in this community. Uh, so the five elements are, number one, security. So you can, you can control account security, like two-factor authentication. Uh, you can get more information about how Meta uh, you know, um, defends against data scraping and things of that nature. Okay, so there's a whole resource there behind security. Um, there's a sharing guide. You can, have, you can answer questions about, you know, who sees what you're posting, uh, what you can do with old posts. Okay, if you need to clean up old posts on your feed, there's, there's a function in there to manage that. Uh, the third item is collection. You can learn about what Meta is actually collecting from you uh, and, and how you can actually see what that data is. Uh, you know, so you have visibility into that. That's very important, I think, to a lot of users. Uh, the fourth item is use. So you can actually learn about why Meta uses your data, like what controls they offer and, and how you can manage uh, the way the information is being used and things of that nature. Uh, so that's pretty important. And then lastly, ads, which I think is you know, probably the one that's gotten maybe the most attention from like a tracking perspective. Like how does this thing know that I want to buy a new sofa? You know? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like why am I being followed around by these ads? So you can actually learn more about how your info is used in the ad process and how you can exert some control over that. So I just kind of want to point this out to you guys. If you're a Facebook user, if you're considering using Facebook, if you're hesitant to use Facebook because of all the bad press, this is an interesting development because in a marketplace, you know, companies need to react to what the user wants and they need to understand that they're shifting priorities and shifting needs and things of that nature. And this is a shift. I mean, Facebook has been a staple among social media platforms since the mid-2000s, you know, what, 15 plus years now, and it's, it's, you know, over time has grown less savory to the people on that platform. And to avoid having individuals leave the platform for good, Meta needs to make adjustments, and they need to understand where public perception is. And so I think what you're seeing with these um, security and sharing controls and so forth is definitely headed in that direction, is definitely geared towards that. Okay, so that's kind of a big deal, guys. Definitely encourage you to check that out, take a look at that, uh, learn more about that. Uh, if you presently or may end up using Facebook in any sort of capacity. Okay, and then the third item I just want to touch on with you guys today before we wrap things up is um, some news about TikTok. Now, several episodes ago, uh, we spent a whole episode just exploring the possibility of whether TikTok could be right for your business. Um, you know, a lot of you guys on the podcast here listening, it, it, it may not be uh, applicable. There's a very young audience on TikTok. I think over 50% plus uh, are under 25 years old, something like that. I'm kind of pulling that off the top of my head. But, but the point is, it's, it's, it's a fairly young audience. That doesn't mean that the other half of the people on TikTok, though, who are an older audience may fall into your demographic. Or depending on what you're selling, younger audiences may be exactly what you're looking for. So... I don't mean to prescribe one way or the other whether TikTok is right for you or not. It's more for us to 
explore why it might be right or how it might be right uh, for different small businesses in different situations. So that being said, some really interesting news uh, that, that popped up over the weekend, actually, with regard to TikTok. And I think, you know, before I even tell you what that news is, the interesting thing about this is simply how innovative TikTok is proving to be, which I think alone, that characteristic alone, should be <laughs> problematic for other platforms that are competing with it, specifically Instagram with its Reels function, YouTube with its Shorts function. Um, they have to be a little nervous. I mean, TikTok is finding new and impressive ways to build its platform out, to draw users onto its platform and then keep them there. And so this particular bit of news that jumped out at me is the fact that TikTok is testing a new option to invite connections from your other applications to come over and view your TikTok clips and in so doing, open an account. So basically what happens is, you know, let's say you create a TikTok video and you, you know, you've, you've uploaded that video or you've, you've teed that video up. You can then literally click a button where it says, you know, where then you have a prompt that comes on the screen that says, invite people you know to watch this video and connect on TikTok. And in the image supplied here, it shows, you know, you can copy the link. Um, you can uh, send it out in an SMS text message, uh, Facebook Messenger, Facebook platform itself, like in the feed, Twitter, WhatsApp, etc. So, um, and, and again, this is not available to everybody yet. This is being tested out right now. Uh, with some users. So not everybody's actually going to have a chance to use this yet. But it's really interesting because when, when the recipient in the other app taps on the link to view this video, they automatically follow your TikTok account. Okay, So let's say they have a TikTok account, right? But you want to reach them over on another platform or, or, or you're connected with them somewhere else but maybe not on TikTok or maybe you're not sure you're connected with them. Just being able to reach out across those other platforms and then have them say, "Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know Chris was on TikTok. Let me let me pop over there, watch this link, and then boom! Now I'm automatically following him. So as long as we both have accounts, uh, and you know, and, and we've made the linkage off the platform, that person clicking through to my video and coming back over to TikTok now automatically follows me. So it helps me grow my account faster that way, right? Than having to sort of search out like, "Hey, is so and so on TikTok? Let me send them the video there." If I know I'm connected with them somewhere else, I can just make that connection there. I mean, I can do it even off social media platforms. I mean, I can do it by copying a link and dropping that link in an email or in a text message or something of that nature. So very, very powerful strategy there um, that you can employ. Now, if the person doesn't have TikTok and you've sent the video over, over to them, they can come through, you know, perhaps be incentivized then to create an account so that they can view your video. Okay, so super, super impressive little innovation here. Uh, not very complicated. I mean, not much to describe. I mean, that's kind of the gist of it for you guys. But this is really, really interesting at a very macro level to see this kind of innovation, to see this kind of aggressive push by TikTok to build its user base and to draw people over from other platforms and other sources onto their platform and create an engaged user out of them. Okay, once they discover that, you know, let's say your, you know, that your content is appealing to them or they enjoy following you, now all of a sudden they're potentially spending more time on TikTok looking at your content, looking at who you follow and who your, you know, your, uh, your content interests are and, and, and so on and so forth. So right now it's not really clear uh, how many people have this function. We just know that it's out there. 
so if you do have a TikTok account, you may want to check it out and see if the, this is a possibility and if it's available to you. Uh, so I'd encourage you to do that. Uh, you know, they've explored, you know, in terms of uh, the, the news I've read on this, they've explored the downside to this, which I kind of tend to agree with. I mean, there is a, a potential here to spam people with TikTok links and, you know, trying to, you know, up your follower account and stuff like that. But but basically, the fact that you can only do this one at a time, you can't blast this out to 10,000 people at a time, uh, I think will help control that and help kind of throttle that sort of um, after effect. So, um, all that being said, guys, we're, we're going to probably, you know, out of all the three topics I talked about today, you're probably going to hear a lot of content uh, in the future about TikTok. Um, you know, I've personally been um, spending more time on the platform, and it's as advertised in terms of its organic reach capabilities, um, the fact that really anybody can, can, can move up the feed and go viral on that platform. I mean, that's, you know... I mean, the prominent individuals I follow on TikTok, I mean, their videos, I have to go hunt for their videos sometimes because just normal people's videos are coming up in the feed before I even get to, you know, the quote-unquote celebrities and gurus and so forth. So it's a very, very interesting uh, platform there, which we'll definitely spend uh, more time with that. Okay, guys, so what we're going to do is I'm going to my voice a rest now. Um, hopefully this episode brought you some value, just kind of rounding up uh, some, some interesting uh, news bits and so forth for you guys. Uh, we will be back later this week with episode uh, 27. Uh, look for that. Uh, you know, Hopefully by Thursday we'll have that up for you um, and we'll keep the conversation going. So thanks again, guys. Hope 2022 is off to a great start for you. Hope everything's going well uh, for your business to begin the new year. Um, lots going on. Lots of stuff for us to talk about as we uh, explore quarter one here in 2022. Uh, check us out on Facebook. Check us out on LinkedIn, Transform, uh, Transform.com on the website. Uh, obviously, would love for you guys to like the podcast, follow the podcast, subscribe to it, share it with uh, uh, friends, colleagues, family members. Uh, super, super appreciate that. But uh, once again, this is Chris Anastasio, episode 26 of the Transform Podcast. Going to go ahead and sign off now. And uh, we'll be back talking to you guys later in the week. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Bye-bye.